Good morning, friends. Today is Tuesday, the 9th of March, 2021. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 78, verses 1 through 39, Jeremiah 7, 21 through 34, Romans 4, 13 through 25, and the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verses 37 through 52. Jesus said, If any of you would come after me, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God. Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. God is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. But that today we would hearken to your voice. God is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us worship. Psalm 78, verses 1 through 39. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known, that our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of God and God's might and the wonders that God has done. God established a decree in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which God commanded our ancestors to teach to their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and rise up and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep God's commandments, and that they should not be like their ancestors, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. The Ephraimites, armed with the bow, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant, 
but refused to walk according to God's law. They forgot what God had done and the miracles that God had shown them. In the sight of their ancestors, God worked marvels in the land of Egypt and the fields of Zoan. God divided the sea and let them pass through it and made the water stand like a heap. In the daytime, God led them with a cloud and all night long with a fiery light. God split rocks open in the wilderness and gave them drink abundantly as from the deep. God made streams come out of the rock and caused waters to flow down like rivers. Yet they sinned still more against God, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God, saying, Can God spread a table in the wilderness? Even though God struck the rock so that water gushed out and torrents overflowed, can he also give bread or provide meat for his people? Therefore, when God heard, God was full of rage. A fire was kindled against Jacob. God's anger mounted against Israel because they had no faith in God and did not trust God's saving power. Yet God commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven, rained down on them manna to eat, and gave them the grain of heaven. Mortals ate of the bread of angels. God sent them food in abundance. God caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and by God's power God led out the south wind. God rained flesh upon them like dust, winged birds like the sand of the seas. God let them fall within their camp and all around their dwellings, and they ate and were well filled, for God gave them what they craved. But before they had satisfied their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and God killed the strongest of them and laid low the flower of Israel. In spite of all this, they still sinned. They did not believe in God's wonders. So God made their days vanish like a breath and their years in terror. When God killed them, they sought for God. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the Most High God, their Redeemer. But they flattered God with their mouths. They lied to God with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast toward God. They were not true to God's covenant. Yet God, being compassionate, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Often God restrained God's anger and did not stir up all God's wrath. God remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and does not come again. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Jeremiah, chapter 7, verses 21 through 34. Thus says the God of hosts, the God of Israel, Add your burnt offerings to your sacrifices and eat the flesh. For in the day that I brought your ancestors out of the land of Egypt, I did not speak to them or command them concerning burnt offerings and sacrifices. But this command I gave them, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people. And walk only in the way that I command you, so that it may be well with you. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear. But in the stubbornness of their evil will, they walked in their own counsels and looked backward rather than forward. From the day that your ancestors came out of the land of Egypt until this day, I have persistently sent all my servants, the prophets, to them, day after day. Yet they did not listen to me or pay attention, but they stiffened their necks. They did worse than their ancestors did. So you shall speak all these words to them, but they will not listen to you. You shall call to them, but they will not answer you. 
You shall say to them, This is the nation that did not obey the voice of their God and did not accept discipline. Truth has perished. It is cut off from their lips. Cut off your hair and throw it away. Raise a lamentation on the bare heights, for God has rejected and forsaken the generation that provoked God's wrath. For the people of Judah have done evil in my sight, says God. They have set their abominations in the house that is called, called by my name, defiling it. And they go on building the high place of Topheth, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I did not command, nor did it come into my mind. Therefore the days are surely coming, says God, when it will no more be called Topheth, or the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. For they will bury in Topheth until there is no more room. The corpses of this people will be food for the birds of the air and for the animals of the earth, and no one will frighten them away. And I will bring to an end the sound of mirth and gladness, the voice of the bride and bridegroom in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, for the land shall become a waste. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 14, A Song of Penitence O God and ruler of the hosts of heaven, God of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebekah, Jacob and Leah and Rachel, and of all their righteous offspring, you made the heavens and the earth with all their vast array. All things quake with fear at your presence. They tremble because of your power. But your merciful promise is beyond all measure. It surpasses all that our minds can fathom. O God, you are full of compassion, long-suffering and abounding in mercy. You hold back your hand. You do not punish as we deserve. In your great goodness, God, you have promised forgiveness to sinners, that they may repent of their sin and be saved. And now, O God, I bend the knee of my heart and make my appeal sure of your gracious goodness. I have sinned, O God, I have sinned, and I know my wickedness only too well. Therefore, I make this prayer to you. Forgive me, God, forgive me. Do not let me perish in my sin, nor condemn me to the depths of the earth. For you, O God, are the God of those who repent. And in me you will show forth your goodness. Unworthy as I am, you will save me, in accordance with your great mercy. And I will praise you without ceasing all the days of my life. For all the powers of heaven sing your praises, and yours is the glory to ages of ages. Amen. A reading from the letter to the Romans, chapter 4, verses 13 through 25. For the promise that Abraham would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or Sarah or their descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, neither is there violation. For this reason, it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be granted to all God's descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham and Sarah. For they are the parents of all of us, and as it is written, I have made you the begetter of many nations, in the presence of the God in whom Abraham believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Hoping against hope, 
Abraham and Sarah believed that they would become the parents of many nations, according to what was said, so numerous shall your descendants be. Abraham did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was about a hundred years old, or when they considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made them waver concerning the promise of God, but they grew strong in their faith as they gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what God had promised. Therefore Abraham's faith was reckoned to, <laughs> therefore Abraham's faith was reckoned to them as righteousness. Now the words it was reckoned to them were written not for Abraham's sake alone, but for ours also. It will be reckoned to us who believe in the one who raised Jesus, our Savior, from the dead, who was handed over to death for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 18, A Song to the Lamb Splendor and honor and sovereign power are yours by right, O God. For you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being. And yours by right, O Lamb that was slain, for with your blood you have redeemed for God, from every family, language, people, and nation, a dominion of priests to serve our God. And so to the one who sits upon the throne and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor, forever and forevermore. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. John chapter 7, verses 37 through 52. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now Jesus said this about the Spirit, which believers in Christ were to receive, for as of yet there was no Spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. When they heard these words, some in the crowd said, This is really the prophet. Others said, This is the Messiah. But some asked, Surely the Messiah does not come from Galilee, does he? Has not the scripture said that the Messiah is descended from David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David lived? So there was a division in the crowd because of Jesus. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. Then the temple police went back to the chief priests and Pharisees who asked them, Why did you not arrest him? The police answered, Never has anyone spoken like this. Then the Pharisees replied, Surely you have not been deceived too, have you? Has any one of the authorities or of the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd, which does not know the law, they are accursed. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus before and who was one of them, asked, Our law does not judge people without first giving them a hearing to find out what they are doing, does it? They replied, Surely you are not also from Galilee, are you? Search and you will see that no prophet is to arise from Galilee. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. 
We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Will you suffrages set A? Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. The Collect for the Third Sunday, and thus the Third Week, in Lent. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Let us use, as we have been often lately, the prayer of St. Francis as our prayer for mission. It can be found on page 833 of the Book of Common Prayer. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. In our readings this morning, we hear about the desolation of our ancestors, how turning away from God led them to places of despair and torment. And I think there's an important lesson for us here. We, especially here in America, tend to immortalize and, de- well, we give them sainthood at least, if not deification those that have come before us, you know, the way we talk about the founding fathers. And, and yet, especially, especially this year, we have really been taking some hard looks at the imperfectness of those who came before us. Just as the psalmist and the writer of our Hebrew scripture show us the error in those ways 
tell us that we must do better. And I think the the secondary message here is that we hold on to the good and we let go the bad, um, as opposing to taking the bad with the good, right? Um, we we allow a sifting, we allow a filtering, we allow discernment there. And then our epistle writer tells us what we do with that, that we go forward in faith, for it is through faith, not through works, that we are justified. That when we are looking for a solution, when we are in desolation and desperate, and we want to know what we do to get out of it, the answer is not in the doing, but in the believing. And when we return to God, and Lent is the perfect time for returning and reconciliation, that's what it's all about, center ourselves in God, and from the wellspring of God's love, we will receive the gentle push that we need to go forward. Perhaps it may not feel so gentle sometimes, but I think you know what I mean here. And then our reading from the Gospels from John builds even further on that, that Christ is life and sustenance, that our thirst is slaked only in Christ, that we find all we need there. And when we fill ourselves with Christ, who is love, who is the word incarnate, then love spills over from us. I find this verse so beautiful. Out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Let us pray that for ourselves. May we return to God. May we be reconciled. May we dwell in love and out of our hearts shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. Now is the time we lift up, encircle, and hold in the light those whom the Spirit has placed upon our hearts for prayer. Amen. Let us pray together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. 
and you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of us. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.